Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Skin and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Emily Fouts. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about delivering quality services to your clients, why it's so important, and how you can make that possible if you are uh, starting out. Okay, so this is something that's been on my mind lately. It actually has some current relevance, um, but yeah, I am so surprised. I see licensed professionals, you know, you went to school, you did the thing, you got the license, you're able to offer the treatments, people are paying you to offer them professional services. So I'm just going to go ahead and start this off by saying that if you do not consider yourself a specialist, if you don't specialize in eyebrow waxing, then you shouldn't be offering eyebrow waxing. It's as plain and simple as that. Um, And the reason for that is, even though you're licensed for it, if you do not practice it often, if you're going to fuck somebody's eyebrows up, you don't need to be offering it because people are coming to a licensed professional to receive a professional treatment. You know, if they wanted their eyebrows fucked up, they could have got a Gigi Wax pot from Sally's and got their sister to do it. You know what I mean? So basically what I'm saying is um, clients, paying clients are not your guinea pigs. They're not your test dummies. So I know practice is is what gets you to that level of professionalism it's what gets you um honed in on your skill so you might be asking how are you going to get good at something if you're not offering it to someone because you're not good at it if you're not good at it yet so here's the answer you're not going to practice on paying clients you're going to practice on your friends family models Okay, and once you are confident in providing that service to a paying customer, then you can do that. I went to a school that didn't teach me jack shit. Um, So I learned everything from my peers, from my bosses. Um, When I got hired on to some of my earlier jobs, I went through a training period to make sure that I was able to perform the level of quality that they expected of me. Um, and so that's what should be done. And if, you know, you're going through that process and you're just not up to par, then you need to set that service aside and you need to get some models in. Um, and by that, I mean, make a poster, you know, spread the word to say, Hey, I'm looking for models to receive a free service so I can hone in my skill. Um, and so that gives the impression that you know it it might not be you know every (laughs) everything and above like the best thing that you've ever had but you're getting your free service and a lot of people love that a lot of people don't care a lot of people don't want the the best thing ever some people just want free stuff and those are the perfect kind of people to practice on um i know some people even do model fees you know if you are offering a service that actually costs you quite a bit um, in product or something, then you would do like a small model fee, but you have, have them sign a consent form, even if they're models, you know, I just, uh, I don't get it. I, I don't know why people, and that's how you mess up because if someone is pe- a paying client and they're getting a service and it's, it's not right. If something goes wrong, they have every right to slander you for that. 
They're going to write a bad review. They're going to tell all their friends, don't go to this girl. She whacks half of my eyebrow off. And um, that's going to look really bad for you. So don't give anyone the opportunity to make you look bad because you offered one bad service. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's take it back to when I was a baby SD. Um, of course, I wasn't perfect and there weren't as many resources as there were then as there are now to get free education from and things. So when I first started offering Brazilians, I wasn't super great at them. Um, before I did start offering them, I did go to the International Congress for Aesthetics in Dallas and um, attended the class through Stephanie Lanes. And I felt confident enough after that class, I was like, I'm going to start offering Brazilians. If I could go back now, I would have done models after that to make sure that I um, was really good at it and I wasn't practicing on clients at, the, at their expense um, for me to learn. So, but it didn't take too long for me to actually like specialize in them and get good at it. And if you guys had listened to any of my earlier podcasts, you know that when I first started offering Brazilians, I was trained with strip wax. It mortifies me to this day, but I was actually pretty efficient using strip wax. Strip wax, of course, is, in my opinion, too aggressive. I know there are people out there who use it for Brazilians, but it's to me, it's too aggressive for the area. It, the removal is more aggressive. It adheres more to the skin than hard wax does. So it's just not the best option, in my opinion. But um, like I said, I did get efficient in it, but I did have this one situation. And this kind of um, ties in with what I mentioned earlier about offering um, to all kinds of kinds. If you're going to offer a service, you need to be able to offer it to people of different ethnicities, different hair types, different skin types, and all of the above. So I didn't live in a super diverse area. I lived in um, East Central Texas, and I was working in this place. Um, it was a lot of old white women, kind of just white women that came in there. But I did a Brazilian for the first time ever on a black woman. And of course, you know, the hair is different for different ethnicities. Ethnic hair typically is more coarse and curly. And so that was the situation there. And if you know, you know, that kind of hair does not go good with strip wax. Hard wax is just better for it. And so, yeah, I did a strip wax Brazilian on her and it was mortifying for both of us. And so, um, I was like so traumatized after that. I went to the front desk and I was crying and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to offer this service to another African-American woman because like that service was like the worst I've ever provided. And I just don't feel like doing that to someone again until I learn how to do it proficiently, you know? And I felt so bad, but um, after I was left that place that I was working at and I was able to try different things and not just use what was provided for me, I discovered hard wax and I discovered how amazing it was. So um, I got really efficient at providing that service to everyone and anyone. I still don't provide that service for men because I just don't want to put myself in a situation. Um, yeah, so, but I offer a Brazilian wax and a good Brazilian wax to any and all kinds of women at this point. And
and the same goes for any type of service. So I know you might not live in a community that's very diverse. You might not um, have a lot of, let's say, Asian population there, and so you don't get to practice on Asian skin in person, but you can still inform yourself. So if anyone does come to you, or if you relocate or anything, you can be proficient in that, and I think you owe it to yourself as calling yourself a professional to be informed um, in all skin types. So as an esthetician, I do believe it's very important to be all-inclusive with the treatments that you offer because even if you don't live in a very diverse area, there's going to be those few people that need a professional to come to and you need to be well-informed. Like I said, if you're going to call yourself a professional, I personally feel like you need to be well-informed on all different skin types, all different Fitzpatrick types. And so even myself, like I said, I didn't live in a super diverse community before I even moved here. So seven years into being an esthetician, um, I wasn't like super informed on doing chemical peels on high Fitzpatrick types until the past couple years. So when I moved here, I saw that the community was more diverse and I took it upon myself to take charge and make sure that um, I had that education behind me and I was able to treat everyone under the sun. And so that's what I did. And, um, you know, I, I feel like you owe it to yourself. And so that for me, being all-inclusive, offering the same treatment to everyone of all Fitzpatrick types is offering quality. I would personally feel so, I, I can't even imagine, if you were a Fitzpatrick type 5 or above and you walked into this place, the spa, you were looking to get a chemical peel and they straight up told me that they weren't familiar with my skin type, I would feel so like left out and defeated. So I really, I think you not only owe it to yourself, but you owe it to your community as a professional to be able to offer the same treatment to everyone. And if you're not, then you need to get, to get in with the, the age. You need to be like everyone else. You need to, to do that as a professional and as a, a good human. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, doing services on skin types that you're not familiar with you can do a lot of damage there and you absolutely should not be doing that and so i said in the beginning of the episode this topic had some type of re relevance to my current situation but um recently i i fixed someone else's um mess up and not because I want to save face for anyone, but just like because I care about the client and I truly hate to see that. And yes, I'm not perfect. I have messed people up before and I feel so bad about that. And no one is going to be perfect. Everyone is going to make a mistake. So, you know, as a hairstylist, you're going to color someone's hair wrong. You're going to cut someone's hair maybe choppy. You're going to wax too much off someone's eyebrow. They might have some skin lift on their wax. Um, you might nick someone during a dermaplane. Like sometimes those things are going to happen. But you have to make sure that 
you know what you're doing. So, and if anything like that does happen, you have the knowledge behind it to make up for it, fix the situation, and then um, offer a solution. I would consider myself like a picky person. So I can confidently say if I went to someone for like an eyelash lift and then I left and my lashes like weren't lifted at all, I would want a full refund. I would probably, I would give them the chance to correct it, but like, I would not pay for something when the service wasn't done, like, as the expectations were supposed to be met. You know what I mean? And so, I sympathize with clients in that way. I am going to offer them what the expectation is supposed to be. I'm going to offer them the service that they expect. And if for any reason I do not do that, I'm going to compensate them for it. Or I'm going to, you know, um, explain to them why this happened or, you know, whatever it be. And I I look at people's pictures. But before I get a service done, I internet sleuth them. I make sure who I'm going to. I am like super confident. I read the reviews. I see their content. Because I'm not just going to go to anybody for sure. And I will pay, I'll pay the price. Like, if they're expensive, it doesn't matter. If I feel like they know what they're doing, then I'm going to pay for it. And I know that there's a lot of other people out there as well. So, um, if you are offering quality services and your price is up there for that quality service, people are going to come for, for you, you know? You don't have to offer, like, a low price service just to get people in the door because not everyone is looking for a low price people are looking for quality and you know that doesn't go for everyone but I don't want people that are looking for low prices I want people that are looking for quality because then they're going to respect my work they're going to pay the price for my work they're going to respect it they're not just coming in because I'm the cheapest in town and for me, another part of offering quality services is making sure the experience is high quality so I invest. I invest in my space. I invest in my client's experience. And some people might want, not want to do that. They might not want to make sure that the bed is super comfy and that the blanket is luxurious and that it smells great in the room and the lighting is great and the atmosphere is good and their decor is, you know, their aesthetic and everything is nice. Some people don't do that, and honestly, I've gotten a facial by someone before, and I walked in their room, there was no, I'm trying not to sound snooty, guys, but I'm all about, like, experience, and I want to pay for a good experience. Like, I got my, a nose piercing done uh, for my birthday this past year, and I went to this place, it's like the most, it's like, a, it's a luxury piercing um, studio, and people have left reviews on it, they're like, oh, they're overpriced, and blah, 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 blah. But they're not overpriced. They offer a luxury experience, so you're going to pay a luxury price. And me, personally, that's what I look for. Not with everything. Sometimes I try to, um, you know, cut corners and save money. But when I'm going to get a service done, and I want the service done good, I'm going to look for a luxury experience. And that's the type of clientele that I look for because I want people who respect me and who value me. And um, that's how I like to run my business. I like to invest in my space because it makes me feel confident and makes me feel like I'm doing a really great job. So, yeah, I got a facial by somebody before, and their bed was super uncomfy. They didn't have a blanket on it. They didn't have, like, a little pillow on it or anything. They didn't even dim the lights. There was nothing about the space that was, like, inviting. 
Um, it was it, it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. And I can't imagine as a professional offering that experience to someone. I could never. Which, you know, everyone's different, like I said. But me personally, I like to offer quality not only in the service, not only in the products, um, but I like to offer it in the experience. So I invest. I invest because I care. So I'm not just going to be like, well, I'm not going to spend money on on this picture to put in here because, you know, I just need to make my money. I need to get my clients in and out. It ain't, it's not about all that. But it, it is about all that for me because, like, it's about all that for some people. And those are, the, those are my um, target clientele. And I could go on a whole nother tangent uh, talking about quality when it comes to products that you're using in your treatments because a lot of people will try to get the cheapest options so that they have like a higher profit margin. But here's the thing, you get quality for quality. If you're going to spend more money on the product, it's going to do a better job. People are going to see better results and you can price higher for that. And I really feel like if people are really focused on just getting the cheapest um, product and supplies, that way they don't have to put a, a lot of effort and money into it and they can get a higher return of investment. Those are not the type of people that I want to be associated with. Those are the type of people I want to do business with. And I really feel like they shouldn't be in this industry. That's my honest, honest opinion. Not everyone has to use really high-end luxury products, but as a professional, you should be using professional products and your main focus should not be cutting corners everywhere. It should be making sure that your client gets a good experience. And I certainly don't use the most high-end luxury products at all and I don't have my uh, services set for those prices either, but I do use professional products. I use Lyra Clinical, Glymed Plus. I make sure that, um, you know, the bed, my bed mat is good. I have a good and decent, I would even call it luxury experience for my clients. But um, no, I'm not like, I don't have the best of the best because like I can't afford that right now, nor is that really like, what I'm trying to go after because I my target clientele is still people that are like middle class. I don't need that type of like luxury, really high priced, high end products because the people that come to me aren't necessarily people who can afford that. Hell, I couldn't even aff afford that, you know, to get a $200 treatment every month. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm not trying to shame anybody. I'm not trying to be like classist or anything. I actually recorded an episode about being classist. But I'm just saying like, if you're passionate about this industry, then your main focus isn't just going to be getting everything cheap. Because if you care, then you're gonna, if you care about your clients and you care about the results, then um, you're going to make sure that they get quality. And you can get quality at a good price too. So if you guys made it this far, thank you so much for listening to my possibly annoying piece on how I think people should step it up a level and stop offering services to paying clients when they're subpar. So um, yeah, I will see you guys next Monday. As always, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode.